You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, I want to give a big shout to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women listening around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You got your boy, Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down, giving you a little taste of home, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy, Jay. JP the Night Owl in with me here on a Tuesday filling in for Donnie Burns. So we're going to get JP's thoughts a little bit later on on, uh, you know, my team that I'm previewing today is the Arizona Cardinals as we stay in the NFC West. As usual, I'm going to be giving you my starting lineup so you can win some cash tonight in Major League Baseball and DFS. And also, listen, the NBA draft is on Thursday. And I don't know if you heard me at the top of the hour, but within the hour, we have broke news here. The Lakers have traded point guard D'Angelo Russell and center Timothy Mozgov to the Brooklyn Nets for Brooke Lopez and the number 27 overall pick. That just came down about an hour ago. Your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician breaking it for you here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we're going to continue our sports movies, you know, greatest of all time tournament. We kicked off in football movies and baseball movies yesterday. We are going to go basketball and a little potpourri. And it's interesting. I got my man JP the Night Owl. You know, we have different, uh, you know, generations almost, millennial and Gen X and stuff. So I'm going to find out what his opinion are on some of these movies, see if he's even seen some of these. We may have to educate the night owl, but we do have a question up for you and you can follow us at FNTSY radio. You could always follow me, ask me questions at spit and speeds. We got some comments to read on air already as it relates to this sports movie bracket. And like I said, we're going to be previewing the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, if you want to tell us how you think that season is going to go, let us know right now. If you want to holler at me, you can at 844-843-6879. But when we come back, we're going to be going around the league, Major League Baseball, so you can win some cash today. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, shout-out to the Sports Byline American Forces' radio network. Come on right back. We're going to have a good time. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, holding it down with JP, the Night Owl, on this hour on the Fantasy Freestyle. Like I said, if you want to holler at me at any point this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. You could also always find us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. You could always find me, follow me, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds as well. Let's get it started right here in our starting lineup. News and notes from around Major League Baseball today. Diamondbacks outfielder A.J. Pollock left his rehab uh, game with a groin pull. He was close coming back. He was probably going to be activated later on this week. He is now back to uh, being listed as day-to-day. Also, someone who's day-to-day is Anthony Rendon of the Washington Nationals. He left last night's game with a neck stinger, so keep an eye on that. 
Um, the manager of the Houston Astros, A.J. Hinch, says that Lance McCullers is going to be likely back this weekend. Now, let me tell you something, and this is just credit to the Houston Astros. This is a team that is running away and hiding with the AL West. But you got McCullers, who has missed some time. You have Charlie Morton, who has missed some time. Dallas Keuchel has missed some time. Colin McHugh has missed some time. If they get all their starters back, this is going to be a very tough team to catch in the AL playoff race. Going on the DL, though, is Angels closer Bud Norris. He's got a knee issue. He's on the 10-day DL. Cam Bedrosian got the last save, and he came back from the DL. But also remember, Houston Street is supposed to be potentially coming back by the weekend, so we may have a battle for the closer position in Anaheim. Also, Supposedly coming back pretty soon is John Gray, the starter for the Colorado Rockies. He is having what many people consider his final rehab start on because uh, he's coming back from that foot injury. Should be his last rehab start this week for AAA Albuquerque. And then afterwards, uh, you know, he could call Saul out there uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Also, Giants third baseman Eduardo Nunez is going to get an MRI on his hamstring. Remember, he just missed three games because of that hamstring injury. Just came back re aggravated it in uh, his return last night against the Braves. They are now saying a DL stint is likely for Eduardo Nunez. They should have listened to our man, Dr. A, here on Inside Injuries. They would have told you to not rush it back. All right, let's keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's get into my starting lineup so you can win some cash tonight on DFS. First, let's tell you what happened last night. I told you that, you know, obviously if you wanted to spend the money on FanDuel at 12500 for Clayton Kershaw that you could have done that, but I told you I was going to try to find ways to beat him. What I also told you was that you will never get Yoenis Cespedes and Michael Conforto and Jay Bruce at a cheaper price. And Jay Bruce listed at 2300 last night. He went yard. Um, Kershaw wasn't amazing last night. He only went six and a third. He did strike out 10, but he gave up six runs. Ultimately did get a win as the Dodgers won 10 to six. But uh, you probably could have beaten him. The nuts probably actually was Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber with a complete game shutout, striking out 11 against the Orioles. But if you went in a different direction, you may have gone John Lester. John Lester got you a quality start, struck out seven. And let me tell you something. Remember how I last night was saying that I liked Brad Peacock for only 7,200 against Oakland? And I said that he was going to be able to strike out a lot of people. But the only thing was he might not go the distance, might not go long enough to get you a quality start. Well, this is one of those situations where I hate that I was actually correct. He did get you the strikeouts. He had eight strikeouts, but... And I was right. He did not go long enough. He went five and two-thirds innings, just one out away from the quality start. He did get you a win, but he did not on FanDuel scoring get you that quality start. He missed out by one out. And trust me, I know I had Brad Peacock in my lineups last week and one and last night. And one of those lineups missed the cash line by less than two points. And if I only got that one more out from Brad Peacock, that quality start would have counted for me on FanDuel. But that's okay. We're going to get it back tonight because tonight you have straight chalk, okay? Let me tell you something. Right now, even though there is 15 games, it is obvious to me. Chris Sale is the best pitcher on the slate. He's at 11,700, but I'm telling you, pay up for him tonight. This is not where I try to beat someone. This is where I pay up for Chris Sale. Sale is obviously the best pitcher on the slate. He's also 
at Kansas City. And like I said, you can fade this Kansas City offense when you pair the strikeout machine that is Chris Sale with the offense that has the worst run total in the American League at only 273. I think it's a match made in heaven. I would pay the money and buy Chris Sale tonight at 11700 on FanDuel. If you want to beat him, though, the one place I would look is Michael Pineda tonight in New York against the Angels. He's going for 8900 I think he rebounds from a bad start against them last week. Remember, last week, this is a home-and-home home kind of series. He only went six innings, gave up five runs against them last week. However, Pineda is someone who does have much better home splits than when he's on the road. So now this game is back in Yankee Stadium. It's the Angels making the trip west coast to east. And I think that uh, Pineda will have a good outing tonight. But... You know, this is obviously only if you want to try and zig when other people zag in terms of not going with Chris Sale. Because obviously you have some other pitchers that are great tonight, but Zach Greinke at Coors, I don't trust it. Julio Tehran, he's back at home. And even though he was better in his last home start, I still am waiting to see kind of a streak of him adjusting to that new ballpark and being able to perform there before I put him in my line. So I'm going with Chris Sale and Michael Pineda tonight. As we keep it moving, though, I want to... uh. Let you guys know, you know, we're here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here at Studio 34 at Rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan. And when we go to commercials, you know, sometimes I get here a little early. I'm talking to my man Benny Riccardi on the DFS lineup lock. And we always got to realize that, you know, our mics are hot all the time. You never know what the camera or the microphone might pick up. And interestingly enough... Keith Hernandez needs to learn this same lesson. They were coming back from break on the Mets telecast last night. Um, and Tanner Roark, who was pitching for the Nationals, or maybe this was over the weekend, Tanner Roark, who was pitching for the Ross and the Nationals, he's been getting lit up lately, okay? Two starts ago, he gave up seven runs in five innings pitch. In his last start, he was in the middle of like just getting pulled in the third inning after giving up six runs. And my man Keith Hernandez had some, you know, very deep analysis um, that I don't think he wanted the microphone to catch about Tanner Roark. JP, Night Owl, can we give that right now? Roark got knocked out in the third inning. Roark's been getting his tits yeah, lit. He really has. Yeah, he really has. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't know. Is that the technical term when you're getting lit up? I don't know if that's the way it's supposed to go. Certainly, Keith Hernandez did not know that he had a hot mic, but apparently he did. And uh, Tano Roark getting lit up. Hey, JP, my night owl, I think we need to make that now the technical term anytime someone is quote-unquote getting lit up. We can add that body part. What do you think, JP? That sounds like a solid way to do it. All right, that's what we're going to do. You're going to hear from my man JP when we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to be talking about our Arizona Cardinals team preview for this upcoming season. And also, I'm very excited to get his thoughts on the sports movie uh, brackets. Right now, if you go to my Twitter at Spit and Speed, you will see that one of the matchups we have up tonight is right now literally 50-50 in the potpourri bracket. We have a matchup right now. It is the Karate Kid, wax on, wax off, against Talladega Knights and Ricky Bobby. It is right now 50-50. Go to Twitter right now. Follow me at Spit and Speed. Vote on our poll and let us know who you think should advance in the greatest sports movie of all time bracket. The other thing you can do if you want a... um 
little bit of help here in fantasy baseball is go to rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach. You can stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. Listen, you can become a waiver wizard. You'll learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And you also get, like I said, the fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. When Dr. A and his boys could have told you about Eduardo Nunez rushing it back. But right now, go out and get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now. You'll start storing to the top of the standings, and if you enter promo code free radio, you'll also get a special discount at checkout. Like I said, when we come back, we're going to get into football a little bit. I'm going to give you my preview of the Arizona Cardinals. Also, we got with the draft and NBA coming up this Thursday. We have a lot of news. We're going to see what's smoke, what's fired. Like I said, the Lakers have made a move. Is that just the first domino to fall? There's a lot of things going on right now as the night owl takes us out with my man Jadakiss. What he says, because ain't none of y'all better. None of y'all better than Speed's a spitting statistician and fantasy freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Jadakiss riding out. You know what it is. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. Here with your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, a big shout to our sports byline affiliates around the country. And today, I want to give a special shout out for a couple reasons to 9:10 a.m. KGME in Phoenix, Arizona. We're shouting them out for a couple of reasons. One, I hear that it is 120 degrees in Phoenix this week. It is so hot in Phoenix that apparently they are not letting planes land in the Phoenix airport because tires will explode because it's so hot out there. So if you're listening at 9, 10 a.m. out there in Phoenix, big shout out to you. Stay cool. And the other reason is because we will be previewing the Arizona Cardinals in just a little bit with my man JP. But first, let me give you some news and notes from around the NFL. They are saying that um, in Jets camp, it is not a sure thing for quarterback Josh McCown to be the starter in week one. There are now reports saying that the kind of demise of Christian Hackenberg was actually overstated and that... um, you know, he has a chance to be starter. I actually think that that would be the way they should go, especially if they want to hashtag suck for Sam. That is Sam Darnold, the first who I think will be the number one overall pick next year, the quarterback out of USC. So let's see what winds up happening there. In Cleveland, Brown special teams coach is comparing Jabril Peppers to Josh Cribbs. Now that is a very high praise, okay? Remember, Josh Cribbs is one of the best return men in NFL history, also played for the Browns. The Browns last year, though, were 28th in the league in kickoff returns and 26th in the league in punt returns, so it would not be a surprise to see Jabril, Jabril Peppers maybe have that role as a rookie. Also want to tell you, Dolphins running back Jay Ajayi, they are saying, this is one of those greatest shape of his life stories, guys. They are saying he, quote-unquote, looks much smoother as a receiver. So maybe Jay Ajayi will be a three-down back. He might be... You know, he might be the forgotten, quote-unquote, workhorse. One of the things I've said all the time here on Fantasy Freestyle is that there are only a few teams that have a true workhorse back, and that so many of the teams, you know, 80% of the league is kind of a running back by committee or at least a timeshare. You know, even a team like Atlanta, you know, where you love Devontae Freeman and he is a top-10 pick, potentially, in your fantasy football drafts, 
He has Tevin Coleman. You know what I mean? And that is the case with so many teams around the NFL. But if Jay Ajayi could be a three-down back, he might be one of the, I don't know, five true workhorses left in the NFL. All right. Here's the thing, though. We're previewing the Arizona Cardinals today with my man JP, the Night Owl. And I got to tell you, obviously, one of those workhorses does reside in Arizona with the Cardinals. And I'm talking about David Johnson, DJ 2K. Besides, you know, him, what, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, maybe Shady McCoy, Jay Ajayi, who I just mentioned. And then, you know, maybe potentially Melvin Gordon, potentially Jordan Howard. There, you know, these are the top running backs. David Johnson is definitely one of them. My issue, as you're going to hear with the Arizona Cardinals, is, you know, the, uh, the rise of David Johnson and then on a parallel track, the fall or decline of Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer. They just got to hope that that Venn diagram kind of overlaps with productivity for a one- or two-year window. And when you hear my preview, you're going to hear that, unfortunately, I don't think that is going to happen. Here's the way I'm going to start it off with the Arizona Cardinals. If you give me any team in the league, I will tell you that their quarterback and thus their team fits into one of five categories. You either are searching for a quarterback... Right. The teams that know they don't have a quarterback like last yesterday when I did the Rams, you know, and golf, they're still searching for a quarterback. Another category is to have um, what I'll call an ascending quarterback. You know, a team where you it's a young quarterback, you, you're giving him his chance and it looks like it could lead to something. OK, we're talking about, you know, the Marcus Mariota's, the Derek Carr's of the world, the Carson Wentz's of the world. Even that's category two. Category three is the what I'll call like uninspiring, uninspiring quarterbacks, okay? The uninspiring quarterbacks to me, that's your Andy Dalton's, that's your Tyrod Taylor's, okay? And I would actually argue I would rather be a team that knows I don't have my quarterback than to be the uninspiring. Then you have your your elite quarterbacks, okay, obviously. You know, that's your, your, your Cam Newtons, your Russell Wilsons, your Aaron Rodgers, you know, those. And the last category of quarterback is the Arizona Cardinals with Carson Palmer, what I will call the sunsetting quarterbacks. These are the quarterbacks that are kind of on the decline, getting a little older, but they are institutions with their team, so you can't really do anything except ride out with them into the sunset. Of this group, unfortunately, I think Carson Palmer is the worst quarterback in this category. In this category, he shares with guys like Eli Manning. He shares with guys like Philip Rivers. He shares with guys like Drew Brees. You know, he shares with guys like Tom Brady. I think Carson Palmer is the worst of that quarterback, and sometimes play can fall off a cliff very quickly. I am down on Carson Palmer. I think he's like quarterback, say, 22, 23, 24 in the league, only in two quarterback or super flex leagues, and I think this means bad things in the short term for the Arizona Cardinals. At running back, okay, fine. David Johnson. He's my number two overall pick, my number two overall player in fantasy football this year, second only to Le'Veon Bell, and like I said, one of those workhorses. When you go to the wide receiver position, I think Larry Fitzgerald is kind of in this same boat. He had a great season last year, over 100 catches, but he is not dynamic. He is not that playmaker, okay? I don't think he repeats the 100-catch season. If he gets 90 catches, 900 yards, 7 touchdowns, I think you got to be happy. My man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him ranked as wideout 24. I actually think it might be slightly lower, although if you're in a PPR league, I will take Larry Fitzgerald. Um, and a tight end, you know, Jermaine Gresham, I think he's in that, like, 
tier three. I think you got you some elite tight ends. You know, your Jordan Reeds, your Gronkowskis, your Olsons, your Kelseys. And then you got a big rough underbelly. You got tight ends like six through 13 that are kind of in the same group. And I think Gresham, to be honest, is at the very top of the next tier. So let me tell you who my diamond in the rough is for the Arizona Cardinals. It is Smokey Joe John Brown, okay? This guy was hurt all last year. This is the dynamic playmaker. It is not Larry Fitzgerald anymore. It is Smoke Brown, okay? And remember, now no Michael Floyd there this year. The number three this year is J.J. Nelson. Then they got like Chad Williams, Jerron Brown. They're moving Andre Ellington to wide receiver as well. That could be very interesting, but I think John Brown, is who was injured last year, is going to take a step forward. Corey Parson, my man, has him listed as wide receiver 64. I think Smokey Brown could be a little bit higher, and especially if you're in a best ball league, this might be a way to go. Um, My Fugazi for the Arizona Cardinals is the Cardinals' defense. Okay, the Cardinals' defense, people just perceive as being one of the top defense. This is a defense that lost Calais Campbell in the offseason. The Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, is always injured. He is injury-prone. You got Chandler Jones, you got Patrick Peterson, and that's about enough. That's about it. I don't think it will be enough. So don't be too quick to grab the Cardinals' defense thinking that they're just like one of those traditional strong defenses. When we look at the Cardinals' season... I think in some ways they're helped because they're in that division, so they play the 49ers twice, and they play the Rams twice, but I checked the divisions they play on crossover, and it's not good. They play the AFC South. That that um division has teams that I think can do work on the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I told you I think Tennessee is up and coming. They have to go to Indianapolis to play the Colts in week two and what will be the Colts home opener. I don't think that's good. And also, this division plays the NFC East. The NFC East is a division where all all four of those teams could be in playoff contention. I don't think that's easy. It is their only trips to the East Coast when they go to Philadelphia and when they go to Washington. Those are their only trips. I, you know, listen, Vegas says that the Cardinals, the over-under, is eight wins. I say take the under on the Arizona Cardinals. I think Carson Palmer is fading. I think Larry Fitzgerald is fading. I think there was a big drop in their performance this year. I think this team finishes in second place in that division, but still only getting six or seven wins. I say take the under on the Arizona Cardinals. Night Owl, my man JP, uh, what do you think about the Cardinals this year? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'd take the under on them. One of my favorite players actually in the league, Tony Jefferson's no longer with them. That's right. a huge hit to that defense. Absolutely. He was a big signing in free agency. But like I said, we have got this poll question up right now. So, JP, would you call them a Super Bowl contender, a playoff contender, a purgatory 500 kind of team, or a threat to pick in the top five next year in the draft? That's a purgatory 500 team. Yep, I agree with you, but 49% of the votes right now say they are a playoff contender. See, they are still kind of fantasizing about the old Carson Palmer and the old Larry Fitzgerald and thinking that division. I think the tide turns a little bit in this division. I agree with you, JP. They are a purgatory kind of 500 team, in my opinion. There you have it, though. That is Speeds' spotlight on the Arizona Cardinals. But the thing is, you can get even more information. Listen, some fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. You know, though, the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. Our lineup has FSWA, inaugural Hall of Famer, and fantasy football writer of the year, Scott Angle. We have a nationally acclaimed top ranker in Jake Seeley. 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. And we got depth 
an upside on our lineup. We got guys like Frank Stanfield too. All right, we bring you a draft package bursting with analysis and coverage that will get you to title glory. So get the exclusive edge. It- fantasy football package at rotoexperts.com right now and be sure to enter promo code free radio at checkout and you will get a special discount check it out jp what we're gonna do here we're gonna take a quick break right when we come back from the break we gotta get into a little bit about all the news that is happening surrounding the nba draft which is gonna kick off on thursday i mean we've got news of the lakers making moves trading people we of course have lonzo ball move news but what about Paul George what about Jimmy Butler what about news about the Knicks talking that they are open to trading Kristaps Porzingis my man the 3-6 Latvia I got something to say about that so uh, we'll find out what JP thinks I'm going to talk about this you know draft week smoke screens when we come back we are also going to get into those sports movie brackets we got a tight matchup right now with rookie Bobby and Talladega Knights going against the karate kid in our potpourri region so uh, you know you definitely need to get on Twitter at FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speeds and vote for your cause. Coming right back now, though, with the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on a Tuesday. Let's go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down with my man, the Night Owl, JP, here on a Tuesday, June 20th, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're here live at Rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34, holding you down on a Tuesday. Let's get right into it, though, here, here on the Cypher on the Fantasy Freestyle. Listen, the NBA draft is on Thursday, and we have all sorts of, you know, news. I don't know if it's smoke or if it's fire, okay? depending on, you know, I mean, some of this is real because we have a move already. The Lakers, there's a lot of news around the Lakers, okay? Do they want Lonzo Ball? Do they not want Lonzo Ball? He came in for a second workout. How did that go? What are they going to do? What role would he play on the team? Well, like I told you at the top of the show, the Lakers have, in fact, made a move trading D'Angelo Russell and the number 27 overall pick to Brooklyn for Timothy, uh, and, excuse me, and Timothy Mozgov. They got back the 27 overall pick and Brooke Lopez so it looks like they're clearing the way to draft a point guard the question will it be DeAndre Fox will it be Lonzo Ball here's the other thing I've heard I've heard reports that the Lakers actually are trying to get back into the lottery and ultimately have two lottery picks. They now have the number two overall pick which many people think is going to be Lonzo Ball maybe DeAndre Fox but now with this draft with this trade with Brooklyn they have the number 27 and the number 28 overall pick. So they may be now looking to package 27 and 28 to getting up back into the lottery and having two lottery picks. I'm hearing Luke Kennard and Zach Collins are lottery talent. They may also want to get, and Brandon Ingram is their only untouchable asset. That seems to be proven because they've already just moved D'Angelo Russell. Hey, JP, what do you think the Lakers are doing here? Do you think this is just setting up to draft Lonzo Ball, or do you think there's a bigger plan in place? 
I think it's a part of both. Okay. Half of it's they want Lonzo Ball, and then the other half is they really are truly convinced 2018 they get Paul George, and they're building around that and okay. that promise. So let's let's get into that, okay, because Paul George is another thing. Okay, Paul George this week has told Indiana he is not going to re-sign with them next year in the summer of 2018. So that opens up the door now of like, oh, maybe he's something, someone that should be traded. I think it's funny. I don't know if you saw this, JP, but um, stores in Indiana are giving away Paul George merchandise literally for free um, because they know he's probably going to be a goner. And I'm hearing a lot of teams that... um are interested, you know, maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers try to move him, you know, in a move where they give up maybe Andrew, um, Kevin Love and having, having, you know, PG-13 as another two-way player who can get independent buckets in their quest to try and take down the Warriors. I'm hearing um, that the Wizards may get involved. I'm hearing the Heat are interested. The Nuggets may be interested. Or maybe what happens? You know, I actually think the Lakers need to pull the trigger on that now because you can't, even though he wants to sign with LA and he said that as much as an LA boy, what happens if like the Clippers make a trade for him and he's in LA? What happens if the Cleveland Cavs make a trade for him and in that one year that he has left on his contract, he realizes that he really loves playing with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and wants to re-sign with them. I think you got to strike when the the iron is hot and do it right now. Um, the other thing is, the same can be said for the Bulls and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler uh, and the Bulls are trying to make hit, make a move here. I kind of think that the Celtics may be in the market here. Remember, they have accumulated so much talent. What if they make a big run to get Jimmy Butler and sign a guy like Gordon Hayward to pair with Isaiah Thomas, to pair with Al Horford, to pair with some of the other great second-tier players that they have, a la the Detroit Pistons of a few years back, when I'm talking about Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and what they would have there in Boston. I think these are all interesting moves. And then the last thing I'll say before I get your take, JP, is um, the Cavs are very peculiar right now. Okay, They may try and make that move to you know maybe a PG-13, a Jimmy Butler to keep LeBron happy. But they made a move this week that does not keep LeBron happy. And they're just firing their general manager, David Griffin. They said that they did not consult with LeBron. LeBron actually loved David Griffin. And LeBron has even come out and said he is concerned with that firing and the direction of the team. Remember, LeBron can opt out out of next year. So I find that very curious. Um, JP, out of Paul George, Jimmy Butler, the Lakers, the Cavs, what do you think is kind of like the most real thing that could be a blockbuster coming into the NBA draft later on this week? Yeah, there's a lot going on right. around a lot of these teams, and I'm, I've got my eye on the Celtics. I mean, they okay. prove they are not afraid to pull the trigger on Yeah, anything. Danny Ainge is a boss, yo. I think, to be honest, I think Danny Ainge wants... Duke swingman Jason Tatum anyway. That was the guy that they wanted from their board and that they knew that they could get him at three. That's why they made that trade with the Philadelphia 76ers. But that, they do have ammo right now to potentially go out and get a Jimmy Butler. Go get a Paul George. Go get someone else. I mean, do you think, how do you think they're going to build it there in Boston? Uh, there's a lot of ways they can go. I mean, it would break my heart to see Porzingis there by oh, the God. end of this all, but... Yeah, so that was the last know. thing that I did not mention. Apparently, it is being reported now that the Knicks are entertaining offers and are on the phone listening to offers for Kristaps Porzingis. I got to tell you, if this happens, you know, I'm here in New York. You've heard the Fantasy Freestyle. My boys, Kenton and Jason, that come on to the show as well. We're riding with Oakley and all that stuff. If this happens, I may, in fact, disown. I may, in fact, disown them. I do not understand. You know, listen. 
70-year-old men sometimes go senile. It happens. We see this in our country on many levels. And Phil Jackson may be at that level right now. The idea that he may be entertaining offers for Kristaps Porzingis is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but if I was a GM, and there's word that like multiple teams are inquiring about this. If I was a GM, I would also inquire about what it would take to get Kristaps Porzingis. I don't think it's going to wind up happening. We shall see all the way going into uh, the draft on Thursday. Here on Thursday, though, on the Fantasy Freestyle, we are going to be having the draft covered like white on rice, like flies on poo. Okay, We're going to be here live from 7 to 8 p.m. You know that those first five picks are going to be going down. Your boy Speeds and Donnie Burns. We're going to be breaking those down. And then I do think we're going to be extending our draft coverage into the night with my man, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson, to see what goes down. But all right. Let's keep it moving here. And uh, JP, I'm very interested to get your perspective. And up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is Fantasy Black Book with my boys Joey Pisapia and, of course, Maddie Moe will be in the building. They're going to be talking about, um, you know, does Eric Decker fit in Tennessee? They're going to be, you know, they're going to be talking about all sorts of things. I wonder what they think about my Arizona Cardinals preview. I said that, unfortunately, Carson Palmer is the worst of what I call the sunsetting category of quarterbacks, along with the Phillip Rivers, the Eli Mannings. I think Palmer is actually the worst of that group. Unfortunately, I do not think the rise of David Johnson coincides with productivity of Carson Palmer. I actually think that the the Cardinals are someone you need to bet the under on this season. We'll get into that maybe with Matty Moe a little bit later on. But I want to get to this sports movie brackets, okay, JP? Because... I, I, I want your perspective because you're a younger man than I. Okay, we kicked it off yesterday in the football and the uh, baseball region and Major League had a huge victory with 98% of the vote to move on. In the football bracket, Varsity Blues is moving on, beating the blind side in its first round matchup. But we have two interesting matchups today. First, we kick off the basketball movies region. Number five seed in that region, Space Jam, is going up against the 12 seed in that movie, The Air Up There. Now, JP, I don't even know if you... Uh, I know you probably know of Space Jam. Have you ever heard of The Air Up There? I have not, no. No? Do you know of a young... Uh, he's not young anymore. Do you know of an actor named Kevin Bacon? Oh, yeah, I know Kevin Bacon. All right, well, Kevin Bacon was playing kind of like a uh, like a talent scout kind of thing, and he went to a, he went to a little-known village in Africa where he found this dude, uh, you know, that was like basically the Greek freak, okay? And he was trying to bring him back from Africa to be like his prize signing, and, uh, you know, hilarity ensued. Um, so that is our first matchup, Space Jam versus the Air up there. But right now, in our potpourri movies, we have a 50-50 matchup going on right now. And there is over 100 votes already just in the last hour. We have a 50-50 dead even tie right now. So maybe, JP, your vote could break it real quick. This is the potpourri bracket, okay? So we have movies from all sorts of sports. The number three seed in that region was Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off with the karate kid. Matty Moe likes that. It is going up against the 14 seed Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights. Remember, if you're not first, you're last with that sweet baby Jesus that you pray to. Okay, right now with over 100 votes, it is 50-50. So I gotta ask you, JP, is this just recent bias what do you think about uh wax on wax off uh i like both those movies see out of all the movies you have these are probably two of the only ones i've seen actually i doubt this is two of the only movies out of the 64 that you have seen i'm pretty bad with movies that's okay i'm sure there's gonna be some movies that you are familiar with but where are you going this matchup 
I'm going to go with Talladega Nights. I love that movie. Really? Sweet Baby Jesus? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Better than Wax On, Wax Off? That's a great movie, too, though. All uh, right, and what are you thinking about this Space Jam? Obviously, if you don't know the era up there, you're going with Space Jam, huh? Of course, of course. All right, and I want to give a big shout-out right now to my man Howard Balaban. Okay, he responded to this poll and said that he's going with the Karate Kid, and he says, Mr. Miyagi is immensely rewatchable and helped spawn three sequels and a remake. Then he says, Ricky Bobby... Nope. So we will see. There is still time left, and it is 50-50 right now. So I think we have a very important matchup. Please get out there right now at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter to make your vote known uh, You know, in this first-round matchup of the sports movie greatest of all time. All right, here's what I want to do real quick. I want to go around the league and tell you what we've got as far as scores that are going right now. The Angels are up on the Yankees early on in the Bronx. We're in the second inning. Angels are up 2-0 on the Yankees. Cards are up 1-0 on the Phillies. That home run was Jed Jerko with his 10th of the season to get that lead for St. Louis. Indians and O's are tied at 2 in the second. We have a lot of bombs here. There have been four runs scored, three of them via the home run. Edwin Encarnacion walked the parrot for the 17th time this this year, and uh, on the Baltimore side, two guys hit their 14th home runs of the season. That is Jonathan Scope and Manny Machado. In the third inning, Reds are up on the Rays, one nothing. Nationals and Marlins are scoreless after two. So are the Braves and Giants. Pirates, though, have a one nothing lead on the Brewers. That in the top of the first inning. All right, we have uh, we have the. Fantasy Sports Trade Association uh, conference going on right now. And, you know, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're there in the building. So I have some stats from my man Nando DeFino. He was tweeting these things out earlier on. Uh, you know, he was at like a panel discussion and he had some very interesting, you know, pieces of data that I thought we should share here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You may not realize how big of an industry this has become. You are not the only one listening to your boy Speeds and Spitting Stats helping you win your leagues and win that cash. Check this out. The fantasy industry right now is an estimated $7.2 billion industry. Yes, I said B, billion. Get out there and get your chunk of change of it. They're saying right now the average fantasy sports player has three teams. Your boy Speeds has a lot more than three. It's almost hard to keep track of when inevitably I have a guy on my team and I'm playing against him in a different league. But, you know, I deal with that. Here's something I didn't think. 73% of players have merchandise or jerseys for a player on their fantasy team. I thought that was real crazy. I might name a team after one of my players, but I'm not going to go out and get his jersey. However, 73% of you apparently will. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to come back. I'm going to give you a couple of more stats on this uh, that we learned at the Fantasy Sports Trade Association Conference. We're also going to check in on those polls. We'll see if the tie has been broken between Ricky Bobby and Mr. Miyagi. All that and more when we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and I might just try to find out if my man Matty Moe agrees with me on my take on the Arizona Cardinals. I love DJ2K. I think he'll get 2,000 all-purpose yards this year, but I think unfortunately, Starson Palmer, as he once was known, is a fading star at this point. Check that out when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, like I said, stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Up next is the Fantasy Black Book where my man Joey Pisapia and, of course, Matty Modica. They're going to be holding you down, giving you everything you need. They, I don't know. They may be doing a little hybrid. We're in that kind of hybrid baseball football time. But I do want to give you a little bit more of info from my man Nando Defino. He says 84% or this is what he got from the FSTA conference earlier today, 84% of people who play fantasy have quote-unquote draft parties, gathering everybody, turning it into an event. I like that. JP, do you have a party with your draft? I do. Nice. Let me ask you this, because I know know you're a young lad. It says here... a lot of people have draft parties like at a destination or at a bar, you know, or at a restaurant. And of those, 93% of the people who have their uh, draft party at a bar buy alcohol there. You, my friend, would be unable to do that. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Okay, so we're going to keep it legal with you, JP. And also, interestingly enough, 73%. Pay for quote unquote live entertainment. Now, I don't know what that means necessarily, but 73% of the people, they do. If we're going to go around the league right now, though, 49% of you think that the Arizona Cardinals are a playoff contender. 41% say that they are a purgatory 500 team. Only 7% say they're a threat to pick in the top five. 3% say that they are a Super Bowl contender. I think they're a 500 purgatory kind of team. Um, interestingly enough, though, 3% of you say they are a Super Bowl contender. Last night on the Fantasy Freestyle, we had the Los Angeles Rams, and 2% of the people there thought the Los Angeles Rams were a Super Bowl contender. So I want to find out who these trolls are, because trolls are uh, definitely making trying to even out the... Uh you know, the votes there. Real quick, Matty Modica, we have a 50-50 matchup right now. Karate Kid versus Talladega Knights in our sports movie bracket. Where would you go to break this tie, Mr. Miyagi or Ricky Bobby? As much as I love Ricky Bobby, it's Miyagi-san for me. That's right. Paint Wax the on, fence, baby. Paint the fence. That's what you got to do. Uh, big shout-out to my man, uh, Howie Balaban, who said that was an entire series. I agree with you. Get out there and vote. At FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician. Remember, Fantasy Black Book up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, big shout-out to the Sports Byline affiliates out there. Phoenix, 9, 10 a.m. It's so hot, planes can't land. Let's go. I'll see you tomorrow. Dane Martinez.